3: This is Talksport Daily. Hello, 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 happy Friday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, there's only one place we can start, and that's with England, as Gareth Southgate named his 26-man squad for this month's World Cup. James Madison, Callum Wilson, and Chelsea midfielder Connor Gallagher have all been included. But Ficaro Tomore and Ivan Tony miss out. Here's the England boss, Gareth Southgate, who's been speaking exclusively to Talk Sport, and he begins by explaining why the Leicester midfielder was included. Well, he's in because his form justifies that. I think he's a
0: slightly different type of player. It's, it's really interesting when you look at our attacking players. They all have slightly different attributes, and depending on who we're playing and different moments of games, we could need those different approaches to unlock defences. So, And also... You just don't know what's going to happen with players and the, especially the injury situation that we've had with um, the, the compact nature of the season and the intensity of the games. So, yeah, uh, we, we've, um, we're, we're pleased with the process we've been through. We think it's been thorough and we've, we, we like the balance of the squad.
2: There are obviously players who, who miss out and you talked about those those hard conversations. <coughs> Ivan Tony is a name that is obviously going to come up as someone who has posted brilliant numbers, didn't get an opportunity... On the pitch in in September, was it a straight shootout between Callum Wilson and Ivan? And how did Callum come out on top, if so?
0: Yeah, I mean, Tammy is obviously in that group as well because he's been with us for more of the more recent squads. Callum wasn't available for, for September, so that was one of the reasons we wanted to have a look at Ivan because, um, you know, Callum has had injuries in the past. We still feel Dominic Calvert-Lewin has got so many good attributes as well. And, and unfortunately, he's not not able to, to stay fit. So, um, you know, there were a number of players in that mix. In the end, we feel that Callum's in a really good moment. His team are going well. That's that's helped. Um, and he's been with us a little bit more before. We've seen him on the pitch with, with Ivan. We wanted to find out more about him last month. And, um, you know, he's he's done brilliantly to get himself in the frame. And now... He's got to use that as a springboard to, to try and be available and, you know, get involved with England in the future.
2: Me and Danny talked earlier about Conor Gallagher, didn't we? Yep. He wasn't he wasn't actually in our in our twenty six, okay. but, but what is it about him that made you want to bring him out to Qatar?
0: Yeah, I, I think that um, he is a you know, when you talk about midfield players, I said in the main broadcast interviews that do they stop goals, do they create goals, do they score goals? And sometimes you can see players that are really pleasant on the eye that don't do any of those things Connor actually does a bit of all of that you know he regains the ball really well probably presses as well as anybody in the league and presses and actually wins the ball for you he has chipped in with a lot of goals at Crystal Palace and goals from open play not not set plays um, and he does create goals so he is a player that makes things happen it, he's got a particular profile and areas of the pitch that I think he works at his best um, but but that might really work for us at certain moments of the tournament.
3: And here's more fallout. To the squad from the Leicester boss Brendan Rodgers, the Brentford manager Thomas Frank and the former England internationals Leanne Sarnison, Danny Mills, Gabby Agbonlahor, and Stuart Pearce.
2: We have Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope and Aaron Ramsdale in defence. Trent Alexander-Arnold does make it, Connor Cody, Eric Dyer, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, Carl Walker and Ben White. Midfielders, Jude Bellingham, Connor Gallagher, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice. And then the forwards, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, James Madison, Marcus Rashford, Bakayo Saka, Raheem Sterling and, as we expected, Callum Wilson.
3: There's not too many question marks from the masses. That's what I would say about this squad. There's one or two little this one or that one. But in the main, I think people see it as quite a balanced squad.
1: We have nine defenders, one Mm left-footed. And we've got a left-footed defender in Tamori who won Serie A. I just feel that if we are depending on Carl Walker being fit because our defence lacks pace that could be the the I biggest had decision in my
2: squad yeah all that day. could be the
1: biggest decision no the biggest factor sorry of us progressing in the um, knockout stages if Carl walker's fit smalling's been fantastic mm. at roma no one no one's given him a shout everyone's yeah, completely but ignored Danny, him yeah you know i would argue I, I, I would away. argue well, well, no. Well, that's the same, same same argument. So he's not in. Tomori's not. I would I would argue that James Tarkovsky has been fantastic for Everton this season. I, w- I would put Tarkovsky in ahead of Tomori.
4: So there's no Jared Bowen, no Tammy Abraham,
1: no Ivan Tony, no James Ward Prowse, no Fikayo Tomori as well. Wow. I don't think there's too many huge arguments. You know, Tammy Abraham not in fantastic form at the moment. Tomori, I don't see enough of him tony not been involved the rest of the squad pretty much picks itself with, with all the injuries these
0: coaches they not always take the best decisions including myself all people in the world are biased okay you can't find a better striker in form in the country after harry Kane. impossible
2: i'm happy with james madison I'm not happy that Ivan Tony's not in the squad. I feel like he should have been. I'm happy Madison is in the squad. I think it's absolutely brilliant, and I feel like Callum Wilson. I mean, what a story, eh?
1: I think his level of consistency and the work ethic and the talent and what he's proven over these last uh, few years has, has swung that sort of decision for him because he's a he's a fantastic player and one of the best players in uh, in the Premier League. I'm buzzing that Madison's in it. Yeah, um, I think I we feel, all I feel are, like. Yeah. Um, Madison had to be in that squad. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't kick a ball in the World Hmm. Cup, but he's done the right thing taking him. No huge surprises. I know we talked about the Madison thing, but that was always going to be a 50-50 in or out. And I think it's as as balanced um, as it possibly can be.
3: Whilst on my show, Andy Goldstein's drive time, we were joined by the Arsenal and England goalkeeper, Aaron Ramsdale, to reflect on his call-up to the 26-man squad.
4: found out today at uh, post uh, about ten to twelve. We got a text from Emily who's our like player liaison. She looks after the group and yeah, I actually found out that, that Ben Ben was in the group first and we were all buzzing for him and then it kinda of filtered through that me and Bakayo were in it as well. So I think the very first reaction was we were just buzzing for for Ben White.
3: My last question, then I'll let you go. There's every chance, of course, England in a World Cup competition, certainly in the knockout stages, we could go to penalties. That must be on your mind. I'm guessing it's on the mind of every England goalkeeper that goes to a major tournament. Um, what What do you personally do? Do you have instructions on your water bottles in case of penalty shootouts? Have you been keeping an eye on certain nations? Is that down to you? Is it as and when you play a certain country? What happens there?
4: Our goalkeeping group at England is so methodical without giving too much away, we go into a lot of detail about the countries which we'll be playing against and as a goalkeeping group, goalkeeping coach, we will watch the penalties together, we'll all then put our own input of what we think personally they will do and then we will look at sort of the, the stats of where they've been and, and try and see if we, we can decide on one. So it, it, it takes a lot of time with with the penalties but past few tournaments especially has been it's worked great for us so I think we'll carry on doing that
1: Aaron you speak about penalties there and someone who unfortunately is not there is probably one of the best penalty takers on the planet and that's Ivan Tony. first of all have you taken one of his penalties sorry gone against him in training in one of his penalties and does it surprise you that he wasn't there
4: I haven't I've I've watched him take a couple of penalties at at the last camp I was quite thankful that I wasn't involved (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know dean anderson was was on the end of it but it's crazy how, how composed and it's just mental obviously we see it we can well whenever we get to pen in the premier league we see it um and it's exactly the same but you know this world cup is so so difficult with the timing with injuries and people scoring and keeping clean sheets and all this goes with it so um i think the manager has a hard enough job mm. picking players and he's gone with what he thinks be the best for England to win the World Cup. And now that's happened, injuries can, can change that. But hopefully that 26 will we'll win the World Cup for England.
3: I've been, we've been very kind. We've not asked you any horrible questions because you're such a lovely young man. I'm going to ask you one horrible one. Or Arsenal are Arsenal going to win the Premier League?
4: <laughs> England, <laughs> England, are, England are going to win the World Cup first.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
0: jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com
3: now moving on to last night's carabelle cup action and manchester united beat aston villa Here's how it sounded on TalkSport.
0: Beat by Villa on Sunday. They don't want history repeating itself tonight.
3: Coming in at the far post. He's Dallow with a header just over the top of the crossbar. Took a deflection. That's going to be a corner. The quality on show in the last 20 minutes of this first half has been not far short of shambolic. Ravsie's spotted the run of Watkins and he's in behind Maguire here
1: and into the box and facing up the Bramker, he's chipped him and put it into the net and now they're making some noise, the Aston Villa supporters. Fernandes and is getting in behind himself and trying to square it towards Martial on the edge of the
0: six-yard box and it's an instantaneous response right from the kickoff from Manchester United. It's an own goal from Diego Dallo. and Aston Villa have retaken the lead.
1: Michael Rashford on the edge of the area, skips past one challenge, gets into the box and
3: rifles the ball in. Brilliant from Marcus Rashford. I mean, this game is unbelievable. It's just sprung to life, hasn't it? But where, where was this? Where was this in the first half? Olsen's given the ball away again, Garnacho onto Fernandez to win it.
1: And he does just that. Down the left-hand side, delivering a ball into the box. It's a good one for McTominay who gets on the end of it. What a delivery from Garnacho. Manchester United 4, Aston Villa 2. What a terrific second half from Eric men.
3: Elsewhere, Southampton have appointed Nathan Jones as their new manager on a three-and-a-half-year deal after leaving Luton Town. But who will replace him? One man who won't be in the frame is the former Burnley gaffer Sean Dyche, who has told Jim White and Simon Jordan that he still earned the right to manage in the Premier League seven out of eight years in
1: the Premier League I think I've, I've earned the right to at least have a window to look at if a Premier League fancy me you know Premier League club if they fancy me or they want me they want to interview or whatever they need to do to give me a chance so you know Eddie's a good example I mean he waited quite a long time it was like 18 months or whatever Yeah, around his way I think I've earned the right to at least have a window to be back in what I would describe one of the best leagues in the
3: world if not the best sure but you're, you're, you're very comfortable in, in, in saying to us today look the Premier League is for me that, I, I'm well, a well, Premier a cur- League manager know, hang
1: on currently don't forget I was a journeyman player. I played at all different levels, so I'm not against managing at any level, but the point is you, you earn the right to at least give yourself a window for other teams a chance because there's only twenty jobs out there in the Premier League. They're not all going to come up at once and you're not going to be the flavor of the month for all of them. Yeah. So therefore it does probably take a window. You know I'm not whatever, you know, I'm not Jurgen Klopp and and Pep who can just pick a club and go, Right, that's for me. That's not me. So I have to earn the right. I have, I think. At least to have a window to see if anything comes my way. What does a good job look like for you, Sean? Not who, because that's difficult for you to put no, no, any light yeah. on. It. Um, but what does a good job look like for you? And, and, and what do you think a good job is? You just sometimes get a feel that a club has got a solid, a solid base to it, a solid core. You know, whether whether it's be the, the boardroom usually and the feeling. You know, I've been around it enough to know some of the rudders and riders involved in Premier League clubs, and there's like a feel to it. You know, and there's a there's a, a, a call it like a heartbeat to the club. Some have to build that, of course. Some you have to actually instill it. That might be part of your job as a manager to give that feel to a team or to a club because maybe it's got lost or it's got stretched. Beyond that, of course, the usual, if it's a Premier, you'd, you'd arguably need some kind of finance. You know, no, one, no one's got magic dust. I certainly mm-hmm. haven't. You need some kind of finance to allow you the chance to operate. But the biggest thing is look at what you've got first and mould that into a team that can compete. That was my, what I felt was my strength, if you like, or it's my way of doing things. Look at what the reality is.
3: And we end today with some cricket chat and England, of course, are through to the final of the T20 World Cup after tonking India by 10 wickets in Adelaide. Here's reaction from the England captain, Joss Butler, double-ashes winner, Steve hammy Harmson and the India head coach, Rahul Dravid.
5: Wow, what a moment for England, a pinch-me moment, who'd have thought this? Immensely proud of the guys, that was a, a brilliant performance, by far our best performance in the tournament, um, and you know, to do it on a day like today in such a high-pressure game is, is immensely satisfying.
4: Obviously disappointed to finish in the semi-finals,
5: but uh, yeah, just outplayed class today,
4: they were the better team in all departments really. And the scoreline showed that.
5: Yeah, it was just a fantastic performance, I think. And you know, coming up against such a formidable team as as India, uh, they're so well supported, of course. You mentioned going all Andrew McKenna. I feel like going all Jason Cundy here. (laughs) I really do. I really feel like going it because we've had we've had so many bad times against India in recent past. I think we're a good team. When they play their best, you're a tough team to beat. So uh, incredibly dangerous side, huge confidence in the group um, and saved our best performance so far for for today. To see Joss and Alex Hills go about the way they did, was just phenomenal, but it was set up by the bowlers. It really was an absolute shellacking over the uh, pre-tournament favourites, India. Uh, England have chased down 169 within 16 overs, and they haven't even lost a wicket. A brilliant performance, um, you know, to, to play so well in in a semi-final of a World Cup is is great. Harsha Bogle said something brilliant, I thought, and it was it's spot on on commentary. He says this is like two boxers from different work categories, having a go at each other. You don't come down this road very often. Um, so it's certainly something to be relished, to be enjoyed. And just encourage us to play with the same freedom, you know, win, lose, draw that we, we showed tonight.
1: India's has been a, a group of individuals for a number of years. I think they've got better as being you know, being in a team and being a collective unit. But I still think they're a bunch of... A bunch of individuals playing as a team
4: debacle i'm not sure is the right word but uh, disappointing certainly
5: england are through to the final where they'll face pakistan at the mcg on sunday after thrashing india by 10 wickets to play against india as i've said in, in this kind of environment in, a, in you know, a fantastic cricket stadium absolutely it's immensely satisfying
3: Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on the Talksport app, wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure, of course, you hit the subscribe button. I'm back this afternoon on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show, alongside the sneaker freak himself, Darren Bennett, building up to a weekend of Premier League football. Yeah, the last one before the World Cup. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
2: That